Hey everyone, this is Dan, and you're listening to the Holy District Podcast. Alright, so today I am here with Kevin. Say hey, Kevin. Hey, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, no, so I am here with um, a friend of ours who um, has become a good friend, actually, in just a few years. Um, met him a few years ago when he was dating Megan, who you heard on the podcast a couple weeks ago. Um, and uh, we, we met out at a restaurant and just started talking. And Yeah, yeah we were at Garage East. Uh, yep. Great spot for wine and meat. I think we got pizza too. At yeah, the, at oh, Fire the pizza there is so good. Yeah. So and just kind of hit it off, you know. So um, love talking to Kevin. He was really easy to talk to and thoughtful. And um, I'm excited for you guys to you know hear from him today and to uh, learn from him. So Kevin, why don't you tell us um, a little bit about yourself? How did you get involved with the Holy District or at least connected to it? Um, and we'll just start there. Well, like you said, we we met as friends through, I met you through Megan, and now we're married, and we're married couples here, and we're good friends, and uh, really just, like, uh, hearing from Brooke and her heart for this ministry, um, like, was, it really got us thinking uh, as we're going into our first year of marriage, and now we, as you may have heard in the past podcast, we have a son, Woo! and we're really excited about that, and uh, we're just, it just really got us thinking about like, how do we want to raise our children? What yeah. kind of uh, community do we want to, like, have them be a part of? Like, our earliest memories of church for myself and Megan were so, like, precious to us, and yeah. we wanted to recreate that. Yeah. So we felt that in this community, we could find that. Yeah, I love that. So um, <clears throat> then, uh, so growing up, uh, as we're just in the season of Advent, we're talking, and Advent means the coming of Christ, the anticipation of the promised one. Um, but growing up, there's a tradition, at least in America, as far as mm-hmm. I know, um, of Advent calendars. So did you do an Advent calendar growing up? I was really late to the game on the whole candy being a part of the, the calendar yeah. thing. Like yeah. like Megan told me she grew up on, I'm like, come on, that's not fair. All we had right. was one of those cloth calendars. We had a little... Um, like each day, cloth instead of it's, yeah, like a cloth calendar. So oh, like, cloth. yeah, yeah. Okay. So basically I've seen the ones where you, there's like a little star and it hops from day to day and stuff like that. Ours had like a different character okay. from the nativity that you put up each day. Wow. And so they like, had 24 nativity characters. Mm-hmm. No way. So it, like there's a lot of stars and oh, extra things, okay. but the last one was, uh, the baby Jesus on the 24th. There you go. And it was a vicious fight with my sister for yeah. that last one for the first few years. I gave up after a couple of years. She yeah. it was more of a one-sided competition yeah. at the end, but ultimately it was that, that baby Jesus who's going to put that Velcro piece right on, yes. on the felt there. So I mean, know. the person that puts Jesus is the person that's holy for the rest of the year. Obviously. You know? So I figured I'd give it to my sister. So. <laughs> she needed the most Yeah, I, I gave it. <laughs> I think what's uh, funny about... Um, like church culture is that Jesus is kind of born on the 24th, even though we say his birthday is the 25th, mm-hmm. but like growing up, like I, I felt in a way like Christmas Eve was more the like, holy peace, mm-hmm. the like religious faith filled day mm-hmm. of Christmas and not as much the 25th because you know what I mean? Yeah, like the like the can- you go to the candlelight service. Yes, there was just like a I don't know, like the silence at night when you went to bed. Yes. There was just something. Everything was like 
at the time I didn't call this, but it was like really sacred. Yes. It really was. Yes. And so like, it was just like the anticipation, like yes. there really was a lot of like what we try to celebrate in Advent in that night for us. Yeah. Um, I wish as a kid, we celebrated Advent through that whole yeah. uh, season. Like we did a little bit, but not much. Yep. Uh, but I love that night, yeah. you know, and it yeah. still really means a lot to me. Yep. Like it, I still like it almost like a time machine a little bit going back in time yes. to be a little kid again. I think like Christmas Eve, if I'm honest, I actually enjoy more than Christmas mm-hmm. Day. Yeah. Because you still, it's a whole night thing, Mm -hmm. and you still didn't have that next day. But Christmas Day, you open presents and you're done, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And so, it's just weird, because like 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock at night on Christmas Day, it's like... Okay. Yeah, it's very, it's kind of disappointing. Like, you you have a candy hangover. Yeah. You just like, like, okay, like, cool, I I got that toy I wanted, and now I just kind of want to go play with my friends with that toy, but they're with their family. It's just like, like yep. Christmas night is a little disappointing totally, in some ways. But Totally agree with mm-hmm. you there. So, okay. Um, what is your favorite Christmas carol? All right. So I was thinking about this. I was actually listening to um, music on the way over. Oh, but, how, um, how religious. Yeah, I know. Like, and it, trust me, it wasn't like anything special. It was like wonderful Christmas time by wings, yes. you know, <laughs> which honestly underrated. I would say like, <laughs> I love the, the little, like, it's a synth in the background. It's, yeah. it's something like that anyway. But, um, I would say if I had to pick, like, I really like, it's, it's the Michael Jordan of Christmas carols and it's a holy night. I would say, I'd say that's the um, one just because yeah. of just like how there's like a reverence to it. Yeah. Um, and and I've seen some posts about it recently, but I've always loved that final verse about, like, the slave being our brother. The, yes. The, the God, like, Change God, what's, what's line you break for the slave is our brother. Yeah. It's such an incredibly written song. Mm-hmm. You know, did you have a lyric you wanted to pull yeah, up? Just like, just like, that, just like that, that one, too. And, like, uh, his law is love, his gospel is peace. That's so... We're, uh, in culture, we see, like, Christians are seen as these combative people, mm. and I don't hear that there, and I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, yeah. like the word peace just always has resonated with me. Um, I'm an Enneagram 9, so, I, like, I'm always, <laughs> peace is always on the mind, like, whether you I don't You're more want, than your number. Yeah, and, like, yeah, I know, I try, I try to transcend beyond it, but, um, yeah, like, I just love, like, that peace line in there. It's... Yeah. <clears throat> wonderful so. i love that thanks for sharing that mm-hmm. um but also one other thing oh, okay uh as a in high school as a as every you, good every good christian high school kid had yeah. like listened to reliant k yes so um yes. and they had the best at christmas least in our album. age group. yeah exactly and then millennial like <laughs> like like mid-millennial like in late or early millennial like yeah. that was the 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 band that we were like oh they had a secular song on the radio you yeah. know so like that was really cool but their christmas album Phenomenal. holds up yeah and uh like like the four-part beach boys style harmonies yes. all of that like i love it and yeah brooke's I, gonna love this mm-hmm. that you're talking about this oh i love she I, loves having that song or that album in the background mm-hmm. and playing it at christmas time it's it's perfect for that time of year it was like the perfect fusion of christmas and just like my youth experience i loved it so man um okay so what is your funniest christmas memory oh man Um, i was thinking about this Uh, nothing not many that were too funny there's all these pretty pleasant memories but one year i did my sister comes up again there was always a rivalry during the holidays you always got to bring up your siblings yeah like like, not just you i'm saying if you have siblings yeah it's not, it's, if you don't drag them through the mud a little bit, then you're not actually siblings. <laughs> I mean, she's great. Um, shout out, shout out <laughs> to Mindy. Um, but I did, I did one year as a prank of sorts. Yeah. I got this, this box. My, my dad owns a, a pool company. Okay. And so he gets all these big shipments of boxes for yep. filters and stuff. And there's yep. this big filter box about the size of a washing machine. Oh and I got it like this Shut perfect up. idea. So I gotten my sister a pair 
of SpongeBob like fuzzy slippers. This is amazing. And so <laughs> and so I put them in this gigantic box and I spent all this time wrapping it, stuffing with stuff. I even threw I think one of those like cur- like those little purple like five pound weights I like, was yep. curling things or whatever. I threw it in there so she's like shaking like oh it's supposed to be really good. She opens up going through all the paper and the packing peanuts and then there was just a pair of slippers on the bottom. That's amazing. So she How thought it was going to be this big thing and you know. Yeah. How did she respond? Uh, she was a little disappointed. We always we always went back and forth for sure those type of things that's but so yeah funny like honestly our, my best memories like really she like i'm talking about my sister a lot because like she's my i only have one sister and, yeah and um and just growing up with her we went through a lot of things like remember one year we didn't have a lot of money as a family like yep. we were in this blizzard in oklahoma and we went to the to walgreens one time and all we could afford was to, she bought me a rubik's cube and i bought her some silly putty it's just like little things like that are those memories that of like at the time i may have thought was miserable yep. are the ones you remember the most yep. so going through times rough times are some of my favorite memories of christmas i love that yeah so you kind of already answered my next question of mm-hmm. what your favorite mem- tradi- or what's your favorite christmas tradition mm-hmm. yeah and kind of along with that i i really love it's it, i really love the movie it's a wonderful life and, okay. and it's taken a different role in different phases of my life oh yeah um so like when i was little it's a black and white movie yeah i'm kind of bored yes by the time though i was like around like 12 or 13 like oh this is really good i like this and yeah. all throughout high school i really grew to love it and then as i got older into like my, my mid-20s i'm like man this is this is like this gives me a little hope for being like like i'm this single guy who don't have, i don't have anything going my way and like yeah. watching like see everybody's life's worth living. I would get some scotch, sip on it a little bit, and yep. just contemplate Christmas. And now it's like entering a new phase with my my new family yeah. where I, like we can enjoy that together. Yeah. I still got to get Megan on board with it a little bit more, I think. How but is I, she not? I don't, I don't know. Like, um, her, her thing's Christmas Vacation. Oh, yeah, she loves that movie. So. I'm so with Megan on that. That movie is <laughs> phenomenal. Yeah, and she, she's more of a fan than I am, but like... We, we, that's like those are our movies like yeah. I like it's wonderful life I haven't so. watched that yet yeah so we're gonna have to have you guys over to watch that I know that'd be fun so I mean cause like I'm totally with Megan there are so many points of it that I'm like that one's my favorite but then I watch another one I'm like no that's the best. <laughs> it's just a phenomenal movie yeah for sure so I love that okay so we're gonna kind of like begin to transition and talk about Advent every person has been bringing out a character um <clears throat> out of the Christmas story but uh, with you, what's interesting is this idea for this series actually came from you yeah. um, in a conversation you and I were having. Um, so I just think it would be kind of cool for you to share like, hey, like what led you to this idea? What drew you to wanting to do Advent in this way of you pick up on a character and you share from them? Yeah, totally. Advent in my life has kind of been like New Year's resolutions for everybody else. Like I like I have these big plans to do it. Like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to read and all that or like just celebrate it. And I it falls by the wayside after the first week. Yeah. This year I was like, I was really determined because you started talking about like, okay, I want to do something with this. So through this podcast, uh, like we were uh, discussing this idea and I was thinking like, there are a lot of people in the story of Christmas that we talk about, but like, there's a purpose. I feel like there's always a purpose in scripture for something being there. Mm. So we were, like discussing like different characters and like traits they could bring that we can emulate. And like, also just like, as like a, the body of the church like how do those traits like contribute to the body of the church as well so not just as like traits we can emulate but like how can we fit those all together to form a community i love that i love that thank you for sharing that so that people can kind of understand like hey here's where the idea actually came from Mm -hmm. you know um so 
we're going to transition in talking about Advent mm -hmm. and talk about your character and what um, you read or what passage you chose. And so we're going to do that next. Matthew 1, 18-25 The birth of Jesus Christ came about this way. After his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, it was discovered before they came together that she was pregnant from the Holy Spirit. So her husband, Joseph, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her publicly, decided to divorce her secretly. But after he had considered these things, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, Son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, because what has been conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. See, the virgin will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they will name him Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the Lord, the Lord's angel had commanded him. He married her, but did not have sexual relations with her until she gave birth to a son. And his name was Jesus. Awesome. Thank you. So obviously you chose the character Joseph. Um, you know, that's the passage that you just read. So um, what drew you to their perspective? Or what not, sorry, not what drew you, what character... or. Yeah, what drew you to their perspective? Yeah, I mean, at first it was like kind of on par. Megan was talking about doing Mary. I'm going to do Joseph. That's like pretty straightforward. Yeah. We're going to do yeah. parents. But like ultimately there was, there was this – like Joseph is kind of like overshadowed a little bit um, yeah. in the story. Um, he doesn't get we, talked about yeah. much after this. Yeah, he's like maybe like once or twice in a, a couple chapters after this. But like there's always something I've noticed in reading scripture that like – the person behind the scenes, there's a lot more going on. So I was like, I'm always drawn to that, that yeah. like that silent player, if you yeah. will. Yeah. So what do you think was going on behind the scenes there then? Just like, what did you pick up on? Like, like his, just his, like <clears throat> his silent righteousness from the beginning. And like, okay. and it starts, he starts out as like at a pretty decent place. Like he's, he's kind enough to like not embarrass her publicly. Like, I think that the law called for, people to stone their, uh, their, their betrothed in adultery. Like that's pretty extreme. Yeah. And so he decided because he loved Mary so much that he was just going to go through that divorce like quietly and respect yeah. her, even yeah. though it is publicly humiliating. Yeah. Cause people knew they did. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, so then like, anything else about uh, Joseph's perspective that kind of drew you to it other than you're a new dad he would have been a new dad just um, I think that's really the, the strong theme through all this that I'm really drawn to besides his wait like he's waiting and waiting to hear stuff out like that's the whole theme of Advent yep. you see a lot of people waiting on yep. good news right yep. um, but his willingness to adapt mm. that's something that just gets breezed over a lot I think when we're listening to the story like Today we're always talking huh. about standing by what we stand by what you believe in, like stand up for what is right and all this stuff. You you see yeah. you hear these words of righteousness and stuff that are just like stand your ground. It's 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 maybe more of an American thing, I guess you could say, but just like yeah. like believe what you believe and stick to it. Yeah. He 
in the scope of one dream yeah. changes his perspective on something that seems impossible. Yeah. Like he believes this dream where God sends this angel to tell him, actually yeah. that baby's mine and it's from the Holy spirit. Yeah. So trust me. Huh. I kind of like what you're drawing there that maybe like Jesus looking people and Jesus followers are called to like, they should be the more adaptable people. Instead of the less, like, it's not that we're not resolute in our beliefs and our truths, but like, we're more willing to listen and to change. Absolutely. Like not, and to not like really be like, you could like even go to like the saying being offended. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of offense in culture and Christian culture, um, where like we need to stand up against the, the evil sins of this world, you know, and like stand up against that. But there's a lot of like counter like being adaptable like even later on like like paul calling out peter like i see later in scripture like where he's like he's trying to like stick to this righteous way his old way paul's like no like eat with everyone right like i see that you see that theme over and over again yeah like throughout scripture and i think being adaptable is like the call of a christian yeah huh that's good kevin thank you for that yeah so what gift did jesus offer to joseph how did he change his life? I think, besides the obvious of literally being the stepdad of, of, yeah. of the savior, like, do you think he knew? I mean, like okay. that he was like at the time, like, I think he, he had a dream that told him. Yeah, but like, there's like, I think that it's interesting because he like had strong faith. Obviously, he made that decision to stay married to her. Yeah, but I think a big part of faith wasn't the certainty. You know, like we talk about that like, faith not being certainty. It's like just making that step. Yep. And I think over time, like, I mean, obviously by the time he goes to the city, like in the next chapter, he, yep. he like goes off to the city and gets lost and goes and hangs out with the priests, like that in the synagogue. And Jesus does. Yeah, Jesus yeah. does. And so like in like by then he probably realizes, okay, like we've got somebody on our hands here. Like, but like I think a little bit though, he probably did have a little bit of a hunch there. Yeah. Just like the yeah. people that came to see him and like, like the shepherd showing up. Yeah. The, the what do you light- think his thoughts would have been as the like <coughs> shepherd show up and he's like, what the heck? Or even like the wise men two years later, like yeah. put yourself in his shoes for a second. Cause you're a new dad. Mm-hmm. What if wise men from the East came and brought you gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh? Like, what would go through your head? Well, I have no experience with anybody showing up because of <laughs> at the hospital because it was just me and Megan. Right. But, uh, but like, honestly, like, <clears throat> even, like, having family show up after bringing, like, gifts of, like, yeah. food, honestly, was so – it was, like, the best feeling. Like, they're celebrating our, our – so we're celebrating our son's new life and you're bringing gifts like that. Like, that was amazing. But these people are, like, have, like, this divine call and, like, there's this reference, especially with the wise men bringing, like yeah. – very expensive stuff there. Like that would be shocking to me. Like, I think like the baby's a gift enough. And then for people like on top of that to bring gifts to him, like that'd be, that'd be wild. I can't imagine that. He had to have been like, it had to have been queuing or cluing him in going, there's something different here. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if he had forgotten about that dream or just thought, what was that? Mm -hmm. Like this, all these things had to keep going. There's something different. There's something different. Yeah. Like there's like, (laughs) there's no good reason he should have that stuff coming his way. Like, but also like, yeah, like, there's a lot of things lining up into place and like, and he probably as like a, a, a good Jewish kid growing up, read the scriptures, yeah. you know, like he might, yep. like he would have seen some like, Oh, that's interesting. I read that. Yep. Like that's not how I pictured it at all. I thought it'd be like this righteous yeah. King coming in, but yeah. like that lines up. And yeah. so like just being like a, a young boy in the synagogue, probably remember memorizing scripture as yep. they did. Like yep. he probably got a little hunch there too. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to go back to this question again. 
um, and uh, just ask it one more time. What gift did Jesus offer to Joseph? Yeah, um, I think teaching him a lesson of just having to have faith in an instant. Like, there's something to that. Like, like the rubber hit the road, you have to have faith here. Sure. Like, that's a big decision, deciding to marry somebody that you think committed adultery. Sure. And in the scope of a dream to have to change like that. That's a, that's a hard lesson to learn. Like, but he went all in and said, you know what? I need to have faith here. Yeah. And giving him that faith to, like, also, there's a sense of pride, I'm sure, that came from, like, bearing a son. Like, like he's, like, in my yeah. mind. But, like, just, like, yeah. like there's a lesson of humility there, too, of, like, I, you, I, God has called you to raise a son that's, like, not directly from you, I yeah. guess. So yeah. there's something to that as well. Interesting. Yeah, I appreciate that. Okay, so how – or what good news – what was the good news to this character? To What was the good news to Joseph in the Advent story here? Uh, let's see. Um All right. So the good news for this character, what too, like on top of like that gift that he was given of like faith, but like see, realizing that righteousness was overshadowed by love. Hmm. So like at first it talks about him being a righteous man and like divorcing her quietly. Already a good start. Awesome, sure. But ultimately, God chose Joseph to show love to Mary despite what everybody else was saying. Yeah. Like that 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 that's like the good news like that love's going to conquer all of that. It's going to be tough. There's going to be a lot of things that happen, but like that's the good news that love really does overcome. Huh. And so like that's just the beginning of that story of love that Joseph I'm sure encounters even just through seeing his son grow up, you know. And so yeah. like he may not even like I mean, I don't know what but, like there's debate with scholars whether Joseph was like when he died and stuff and if yeah. he ever got to see Jesus and probably not, but like still seeing him grow up and seeing the man he was, there's just gotta be some reward in that. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I also had never thought about the fact that because Joseph disappears in the story, mm-hmm. maybe it is cause he died. Yeah. Like that's, I've heard like some scholars say that like, that's probably what happened. Like, cause like Mary's at the cross without yeah. Joseph and stuff. Yeah. And so like, it never really says. And I think it's, it's, which would be also then why Jesus on the cross is saying, woman, this is your son. John, this is your mother, mm. and passing her off yeah. for someone to take care. Yeah, because like because because Jesus was the oldest son. Traditionally, he would have been responsible for his mom. Yeah, yeah exactly. Huh. Yeah, I never pieced that together. Thanks for that, John yeah. or Kevin. Um, okay, so how is this story changing you this year? How is your perspective changing? I think going back to like perception of others, like like I need to put my god uh, like god uh, like what his plan is for me in front of everything to for my the benefit of my family and like that sounds like all noble and great or whatever but ultimately there's some tough decisions you have to make at times like where you have to have like tough conversations with people um like with family even at times you know there's some of that that does come up at times so just like standing up for your family but also like trusting god even when it seems ridiculous and people are like looking at you funny you know like like I wouldn't say like I've gotten weird looks about like being a part of the Holy district or anything, but like, it's, it's hard to explain to people sometimes mm-hmm. like being a part of a community that's different than what they consider to be church. And yeah. so like trusting God, like, yeah, this is not traditional. I've never done anything traditionally. Yeah. <laughs> so like, so like trust that, you know? And so there's yeah. like a lesson of that, like from Joseph, like he, that's not a traditional way of going about things, what he did it was going yeah. like counter what the culture expected yeah. in that moment. Like, 
like be a part of community like this isn't what the typical christian culture might yeah. consider church and so I, I i draw that parallel there as like just being a new dad but also as a member of a, a community like this yeah so because earlier you had talked about adaptability mm-hmm. in your faith and um you had talked about joseph needing to um half i'm trying to remember the words you said exactly but i remember talking about adaptability and then you were talking about his faith and it just like switching mm-hmm. um like it going from like the idea of just being righteous to being faithful yes yeah so how has that actually happened for you because i'm sure for you holding holding august mm-hmm. in your hands you're just staring at this little boy and you're just like oh no mm-hmm. right yeah it, it is a little intimidating like i I, for years, I've actually really have, like, always known I was going to be a dad and stuff like that, but, like, when, it, when it's, when he's, you're holding him, it's, it's, it's shocking, and, yeah. like, wow, I have such a responsibility now yeah. to him, and I need to be faithful to him, like, and do what's best for him, not what maybe other people may think is right, or yeah. Yeah. whatever, I, I gotta do what's best for him, yeah. in that moment, I'll do anything, Yeah, you know, that yeah. desperation, you know, and, like, I think later on to the end, like towards the end of the story of Jesus, you know, when he's in the garden, I just, I think about the heart of God in that moment breaking, you know, Mm -hmm. and like thinking about like, like I, that's, that's a moment that I never hoped to live through, but like there is such a detachment between father and son that I'm already feeling. And like, I know it's going to grow over the years. So like being faithful, I know he's, he's the best. He really is. Um, So what kind of faith do you hope for, for Augie? I think a faith, the best way I can put it is a faith that listens first. And I, I think, um, like, we're so quick to, like, have an answer for everything, yeah. stand up for what you believe, all that, like I said before. But, like, listen first. And uh, I was actually <laughs> I was actually writing up at work. I was, I was doing an end-of-year review uh, with my boss, and I was reflecting, like, the best times that we've actually had in developing projects are when everybody's listening. Mm-hmm. and not talking it's like let's sit back and consider every idea even if it's ridiculous because there's that one percent you could pull from that idea so i hope that for august that when he is out in the world here and um, that he listens to people even when he disagrees with them because there's so much to be taken from yeah. learning you know yeah. I, I, my best experiences have been hearing stories from people um, fortunately his mom's the best storyteller and I'm so happy for when he can start to understand it. Yeah, she really is. Dramatic storyteller. Oh yeah, for sure. They're fun for sure. Oh yeah. And so he's going to have a blast as a kid listening to the both of us. Hopefully I can teach him something. So can she, um, but I just hope he does listens first, take it in, consider what's going on and then develop his opinion based off of that to like, not be afraid of knowledge because ultimately what like what God values and desires that truth is going to shine through regardless. So being okay with being around people you disagree with, I think that's, that's okay. Yeah. I think I can see the theme of peace still coming through, even as you're talking there. Mm -hmm. Um, like people who that are willing to listen when they don't understand, um, or don't agree are some of the, they're the more peaceful people. Mm -hmm. And those that like get, um, defensive really quick or insecure and you see their fist clench or they get short in their responses, um, probably aren't, don't have much peace. And so I see that, like you had talked about that earlier of like, you value peace, um, and just like wholeness. And I hope that for August too, like Mm -hmm. that he, he has that same grounding that you want to have and that you do seem to have. There's an element of waiting that comes with peace. You know, you gotta wait to hear it out. You gotta wait to like 
till the dust settles a little bit, you know, like that does take some time. Like, <laughs> well, you, it's interesting you bring up earlier with like, it's, they were there for two years in that, like waiting for the Kings to show up. And that's like, I don't know, like that's a long time to wait too. Like, yeah. and you're just like waiting for it because like, that's when the news of Herod starts to break. Like, I don't know, like a lot of people don't realize this, but Joseph actually had three dreams right off the bat. Like um, right after that, like, he has a second dream where um, yep. he's told to flee to Egypt with his family to yep. avoid the persecution. And then there's another dream where he is like, okay, go back to Nazareth. Yeah. You know, like there's a lot of waiting on God. What do I do next? Yeah. And so that, that is a, a big theme throughout the nativity story is waiting as well. Mm. Yeah. So um, is waiting easy or hard for you? <laughs> if you ask my wife, she'd said very easy. I get very <laughs> patient. Um, but, uh, um, but ultimately uh, like, it's tough. It really is like yeah. waiting to find out what's next. Like just like being like going back to like the pregnancy, like, like waiting for doctor's appointments. Like, like is something, is the, is the shoe going to drop? What's going to happen? Like, and, and everything's turned out great, but still when you're waiting in that time, it's, uh, it's, it's, it can be scary. Um, waiting can be kind of boring at times too. Yeah. Like, like, okay, when's something exciting gonna happen in my life? Like when I was single, I just remember waiting, like, okay, when am I going to meet somebody? When am I yeah. going to like get a good break at work? Like there yeah. just wasn't a lot going my way. And then like, like immediately it seems like overnight things changed. Mm. And so that's the, that's the funny thing about waiting. It's like, you're waiting forever. Then all of a sudden things just speed up and like, Oh, I'm here. Let me yeah. figure out what's going on now. It's, yeah, it's so wonderful, but like everything's happening so fast. So yep. Yep. waiting's funny like that. It's not it's not like a consistent pace. No, it's waiting, and then you just hurry up and I don't know. Life's yeah. very variable. Like hurry that. up and wait. Yeah, because <laughs> you know you get settled, like you get to the thing that you were waiting for, and then now it's like, oh no, I'm waiting on the next thing. Mm-hmm. And exactly. So that's yeah, interesting. Um, okay, how or what do you <clears throat> what do you hope Advent would mean for our community this year? Going back to that listening thing, just like I went for for August, okay. I would love it if we were a community that was here to listen to people. Um, I think a big part of the stage we're in here in Gilbert yeah. is finding out who's in Gilbert. Yeah. Like, who's in this community? What are the needs? Yep. This is a time of listening and, and waiting. Yeah. Like, let's Like, God will bring to us the people that need to be a part of this community and we can go to those people and just sit with them and listen. Yeah. Like, I think there's not a lot of, pe- a lot of people listening these days. There's a lot of people posting and talking, a lot of people filming and sharing their thoughts on things. That's great. Um, like, I think that's a big part of communication. Um, but we need to do more listening. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of things going on that are exciting things in this community. I'm yeah. seeing moves to bring this community together, yeah. which was once it's like a supper where you like pull into your garage yeah. and like, there still is a lot of that. you pull in your garage, shut the door. Um, there's a lot of that still, but there's efforts to like bring the community together through meeting yeah. spaces, things yeah. like that. Yeah. And I just would love to be a part of that as a, as a community, just yeah. meet in these places and listen. Yeah. I love that. And I love the idea that you're giving there of like, what if in, <clears throat> the church instead of coming and telling the community what it needed it came and asked the community what it wanted yeah absolutely and like maybe we can go in there to those things that are already being in like that are already in action like there's things happening in this community that we don't know about yeah and to be helpers in that yeah you know yeah like I don't know, that's 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 where my mind goes i love that so all right well thank you kevin for sharing all of that with us um what a gift it was to learn from you and to learn um, to you talk about uh, waiting and peace and being just full of faith. And 
um, not holding on so tight to stuff or being so firm that we won't change because repentance is change and as Christians we're called to repentance absolutely and I just love that we get to talk like this it's like yeah. us having coffee it's great so yeah, um, yeah like, I just that's my prayer every day is that we could just be adaptable mm. you know and be there for the people in our community awesome thank you so much Kevin well, the Holy District is a growing network of people in Allentown, Pennsylvania, and Gilbert, Arizona. Um, we are uh, constantly seeking more people to join us in our communities as we seek to rediscover sacred in everyday places. And so if you're listening and you think, hey, I have a space that they could use, or you want to pray for us and with us, or you want to uh, support us financially as we seek financial sustainability for the network. Um, in 2022 and beyond. Um, we would love that. You can follow us on Instagram at Rediscover Sacred or Facebook, um, or you can find us at the or holydistrict.org and um, schedule a spiritual direction section there. Um, so thanks for tuning in and being a part of this Advent series with us. Um, and this will conclude our Advent series. So Kevin, you are a good friend and we appreciate you being on our team. Uh, Megan and John, thank you so much for your perspectives too. Um, everybody in this community brings something unique. And of course, to my wife, um, as she shared in the first week and the uh, pastor pastoring that she provides to our community out here in Gilbert. So have a good week and a Merry Christmas, everybody. Mm -hmm.